You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. How have we misunderstood the teachings of Jesus? Often his message to his disciples were, wait, you're getting this wrong. It's easy for us to get confused, lost, or just off track when it comes to reading the Bible. But how do we do that without missing the gospel? That's what we're going to talk about today with pastor and author Ben Connolly. Ben, good morning. Bridget, Eric, it's good to be back with you guys. Yeah, but we're going to talk about hashtag blessing here in a second. But what was the need for this book? What was what was stirring in your your heart, your church, your family, whatever it was that you thought oh, we're just missing something here? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the backstory uh, is a little bit of a starting with J- Jesus's words to some religious leaders in John chapter five. And he says, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. But it's the scriptures that bear witness about me, but you refuse to come to me that you may have life. And, and man, when I first read that, it was several years ago. I was in seminary. I was hearing some things that I felt like, uh, man, like if in the same sermon we're being told, we have to ask forgiveness for continued sin while also Jesus removed all of our sin from the east is from the west. Like it feels like those are are disconnects. And and the more I kind of dove in, the more I realized, man, we we rightly, for the record, go to the Bible a lot. It's a good thing to read our Bibles, to be very clear. Um, but true life doesn't come from how much we can know about the Bible, or true life doesn't come from how much uh, we feel good about what we read. True life comes from Jesus, and a lot of times we miss that message even when we're reading the Bible. Hmm. And one of the places you take us to in your book is about understanding blessing. I think we mm-hmm. have our natural understanding of what it looks like to be blessed. We see it on social media. We see other people posting about their blessings. But Scripture, and specifically Jesus, says different things about what it means to be blessed. Yeah, what's really interesting, it feels like anything, you know, and, and, and uh, Eric mentioned that, like the hashtag blessing kind of thing. Like there is that world out there that says, basically, if I get a new car or have a new baby or if I'm protected from a car wreck, like some of these things are, are good things. Yeah. But but the principle is we can we can call anything, quote unquote, blessed. Um, and especially it's stuff that we get or that we really like that benefits me. And it's kind of the, the, the common theme of most things that are called blessed today. So they, they benefit me. What's really interesting is through the scriptures, and this is, this is definitely true of Jesus. I think it's true, you know, from Abraham way back in Genesis on, um, God blesses us to be blessings. Um, and so at times he does give everyone some favor, some benefit, some something, um, part of why we don't like other people's blessings is because we compare <laughs> ours to, to theirs. We go, oh, even if I've been blessed in some ways, I want what they have. Um, but God gives us all some element of blessing, favor, possession, even this kind of stuff. But but in God's view and what Jesus models perfectly for us is it's not meant for our benefit. Rather, the greatest blessing comes of using from using whatever it is that God gives us for his glory and for the good of others. Um, and so that's the theme that we see throughout the scriptures. And of course, Jesus uh, was the most blessed. He, he was the, the one who rightly inherits everything. And, and he was the one who also most blessed others uh, in truly giving everything, humbling himself to the point of death, death on a cross. Ben Conley's with us. Reading the Bible, Missing the Gospel is the book. You kind of answered it right there, but what is the relationship, again, between the Beatitudes and Jesus' life, death, and resurrection? 
Yeah, what's really interesting is is you can take the Beatitudes, and I, I think this is uh, British minister John Stott uh, who who first introduced me to this view. I mean, I, I, I didn't know him through his writing. Introduced me to this view. Uh, but he sees the first beat, Beatitudes, which are blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek. Um, he sees those as as an emptying process, um, like to admit that we're poor in spirit, to mourn our sin, to be meek is to be humble before God. It, it's realizing our right posture. It's emptying ourselves of ourselves. And then then we're going to hunger and thirst for righteousness. And the promise is you'll be filled. And so then mercy, pure in heart, peacemakers. God, God makes us these things. We're, we're filled with his spirit. We're filled with Christ in order to then go make peace, in order to show mercy, in order to, to, to display the purity of heart that reflects the heart of Jesus. But there are some hard blessings here, too, in Beatitudes, like where it says, Mm -hmm. blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. How can that be a blessing, Ben? Yeah, I was going to leave that one out. I didn't know we had time to really (laughs) dive into that. (laughs) It's the the sad Beatitude. Right. What's what's really interesting is that, you know, we want the Christian life and some people view the Christian life as like it should always be up and to the right. It should be, you know, one step closer to Jesus every single day. And what we realize, if we're really honest, is it doesn't feel like that. Um, and and actually, that's not the message of the gospel. The message of the of the gospel is not it will be all better in this life. Um, rather, the message of the gospel is you have received a blessing. You will be poured out like Jesus was, and there's actually a deep blessing that comes from suffering because um, there's a question when we suffer, when we're – and most of us, frankly, don't, don't understand persecution in the sense that it was written about in the, in the first century, right? But at least in, 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 our, <laughs> in our side of the world, we don't mm-hmm. see suffering and persecution for the name of Jesus, at least overtly, as much. Um, but suffering is in every single New Testament book. Um, by promise or by example or this kind of thing. And, and it's this, this message to say when we suffer, we suffer for something that we value. I'm not willing to suffer for something I don't care about. Um, and so there's a question even when we suffer to say, I value Jesus. I value his message. I value the way that the gospel impacts me and changes my everyday life and also my future such that I am willing to suffer for it. And so we're given the opportunity to suffer, again, to show the glory of God, and our suffering often impacts positively those around us. So in a weird way that we don't like to talk about it in our world, suffering actually is a blessing because we can suffer for the glory of God and we can suffer for the good of others. Well, you say the gospel frees us. Uh, in the, the section of each chapter, you say seeing clearly. And in this mm-hmm. chapter, it directs us to Ephesians 1, 3, where God gave us every spiritual blessing. So how does that then free us? Yeah, I think the freedom comes from saying when we suffer, it's not pointless. Um, when we receive a blessing, we have the opportunity to kind of, and, and the, the Bible uses this language a lot, we're kind of confined, our old self confines us. But there's, there's freedom when we realize the blessing we have to, to accept God's invitation not to use that blessing just for self-benefit. Um, the gospel frees us uh, to use our blessings and our sufferings for the sake of God 
and others. And I think the biggest freedom comes from going, when we do that, we glimpse just a little tiny bit of what Jesus did for us most of all. Uh, again, he was most blessed, and yet he most blessed others. He he suffered more and took on the sin of the entire world. And so we get to associate with Jesus, in a, again, in a tiny way in the sufferings of Christ, which, again, is not how we like to talk about blessings, but biblically and objectively is a huge blessing. Yeah, because at times we fall prey to seeing God as kind of like Santa Claus or, you know, mm-hmm. you describe him as some describe him as almost like a, a clown at a carnival who's passing out balloons. I mean, he's just there for our blessing. But this, yeah. we don't even realize we might be uh, falling into this trap. If we go along with the culture or our feelings, we might be viewing him this way. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times even when we have that view, um, you know, the, the Santa Claus relationship or the clown relationship is 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 a really helpful one, uh, not, not in a good way, but by contrast, because, you know, the Santa Claus thing is if you are good this year, you'll get gifts. If you aren't, you'll get coal. And man, like we we kind of treat God like that in some ways. I, I need to earn my blessings. I need to work for it. If, if I want a balloon from the, from the clown at a carnival, um, does he give it to me freely? Do I have to earn it? If I don't get a balloon, did I offend him? Like we, we approach God with this very earning mentality that says, I have to do this. I, it's about me. It's about my efforts. What can I do to earn God's blessings? And the message of Christianity is you can't. You can't, you can't save your own life. You can't do anything to earn God's favor. God has already lavished you with all of His love. And back to the the verse that was read, every spiritual blessing He's already given us in Christ. And so the message of Christianity is you can't, but the good news is, but God can, and God does, and God already did. We don't believe that it is finished, is what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, there's more to come. There's more to come. And there's so much more in this book that's going to help us as we read the Bible and make sure we don't miss the gospel. And so this is so helpful, Ben, and it's going to be our resource for our share event this year. It's our gift to use, our way of saying thank you, another resource to put in your hand to help you as you journey with Christ, reading the Bible, missing the gospel. Ben Connolly, the author. Thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure to be back with you guys this morning. Have a good day.